Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. You know, there's no way in hell that I can leave that in, right? <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I mean, come on. Brandon needed a computer for this podcast, and he said, you know what, Dad? Can I have a computer? Cam needed a computer, and he steals 10 of them. <laughs> he steals 10 of them. And Brando. The one I got from 2011, it was probably one that Cam stole originally. That's why it doesn't work now, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, welcome back to Not Another Off-Season Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. It's a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Gentlemen, how we doing? Did you guys watch uh, some football this weekend? A little bit, a little bit. Crickets. Brandon, Crickets. Yeah, Brandon you didn't I, watch any? I'm not ready. <laughs> he wasn't ready. My heart is still, is still bleeding a little bit, honestly. Yeah. Well, don't they say that... It- the amount of time it takes to get over a breakup is half the amount of time you spent with that person. So considering we spent about what, six months with old Joshy, it's going to take about three months before we feel better. So yeah. Well, it depends on where you're starting the timeline from. Cause I mean, we go back like five years, bro. <laughs> True. Well, if you're going with your love of the bills in general, I mean, we're looking at like 96, I think 95 <laughs> for the first time. This is a good topic. I think this is a good question. For the first time in my affinity of my love for the Bills, I think I love a player more than the team itself in Josh. And I'm not, I've never been a guy that follows players until recently. Uh, like basketball kind of got me into that, right? You, you like a lot of individual, a lot of people do. That's what makes the NBA so marketable. It's because you're going to have fans of different teams from all over the country. Everybody loves LeBron, right? He's carried three fan bases across the country with him, and everybody loved. Tim Duncan, people love Steve Nash, people love Steph Curry, you know, and Josh Allen is in that category right now. He and I think he joined it this that game, right? Like he elevated into the legend, but I don't know, John, do you have any players that you does Josh fit that for you? Because I, I feel like you're I a big so. time team love guy, and I don't want to. I don't want. I am. I feel like you're asking me like a parent asking which child they love more. I know. <laughs> That's know? why I was like, like, "This is interesting." I want to know your take on this. Yeah, I mean. Is it stupid just to say that I love them all equally? Like, obviously, like I love players different level. Like Josh is an easy favorite player to have. Like, obviously, I like Josh more than I don't know Bobby Hart. <laughs> Patrick, true. <laughs> Think true. Just know, compare about compare your favorite player at the time of the drought, whether it's Fitz, Watkins, Bledsoe, Evans, McGee. Did you love that player? Is like. Like I, I don't. Like I love that. No, I of love course. the team. Then right. Like, yeah. Well, they were so bad. They were so bad that there wasn't really anything to love. I feel like the players for the Bills are like adopted children. Like you, you love them no matter what. You know. Like there were players that I hated before they came to the Bills, and then you, you love them once they are a Bill. 
like to like i never really was a to fan and then a call and suddenly becomes a bill like i'm like hell yeah i love this so john can i I say something about to and your fanhood with him real quick sure i think if you would have played madden like two years earlier you would have really liked him yeah that's true yeah well nfl 2k5 yeah if you if you would have hit it just two years earlier john you would have liked 2k5 yeah well not all of us grew up with video game consoles so yo i'm right with you man i missed it too we had to sneak over to our friends houses sometimes so (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i love josh like like a brother dude uh, i'm a player's kind of guy to be honest yeah um i mean if you were like i mean i like like sets of players you know what I mean? Like you could like that. I, That's fair. I, I like Splash like Chubb. I like Chubb and Hunt together. I like Levante yeah. David and Devin White together. You know, I like whatever. I mean, I don't really yeah, like Diggs and Allen. Terry and Zach Moss together. That's a poor yeah, Dixon Allen. You've got Hyde and Poyer too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. White and Levi. White and Wallace. Dude, I honestly, I I hope they. Well, we'll see. But I think he's deserving of at least coming back to camp again. I know we say this every year and then we say, oh, we're going to bring in someone else. And it's always Levi Wallace that trots out there. But yeah, you heard it here first on Monday, January 31st. Levi Wallace will be on the roster next year. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, of course, in an ideal situation, he's very good cornerback depth who knows the system. And honestly, like, I mean, we'll get into this in the off seasons once we know what Leslie Frazier's uh, status is and stuff like that. But, you know, who knows if the system's going to be exactly the same too. I would think so I since it's not. McDermott, but I mean, <laughs> I think the system should be the same that the play calling could be different selectively, but anyway, you know who we're not talking about pretty man, Jimmy G because prettier man, Matt Stafford is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Baby so face I, I want to ask both of you guys, cause this was, this was big QB implications for both of you. Brandon, you first, how does it feel to have Matt Stafford go to the Super Bowl and have Eminem at the Super Bowl? So it's essentially the closest the Lions will ever get. And and secondly, after he finishes that up, Pat, how depressed are you that you won't be able to see Jimmy G's wonderful face in a game for the rest of the season? Well, I don't think Jimmy G had thrown two touchdowns in a game since like, yeah, he hadn't thrown two touchdowns in a game for an entire month. So, I mean, by Jimmy's standards... By Jimmy's standards, he played all right. But Jimmy was Jimmy. Jimmy's Jimmy always going to be Jimmy, man. Every Jimmy that you know will always be Jimmy. All right, like, <laughs> and I mean, he was one. He was one like Kermit the Frog comeback away from already being a Super Bowl champ. So, you know, Kermit I mean, the Frog. Yeah, you know, he yeah. would have got a lot of FaceTime Super Bowl two weeks up to it. So, oh, dude. But good As thing, you, uh, you know, I'm elated. I should just go down to Detroit and walk through the streets with my Matt Stafford jersey on and reunite the city. And I'm so glad he got out of there. Eminem, you know, I, you all know this, if you know me, that Not Afraid by Eminem was like the first rap song that I fell in love with. Really? Oh man, the whole album. Do take a stand, (laughs) everybody. (laughs) When we went to Washington, D.C. for the field trip, I just got an iPod and obviously I listened to that song exclusively both ways down. <laughs> really? You didn't have like, cause that one had no love on it. I believe Dude, as well. no, the whole album, love the way you lie. Recovery is on that. Oh, recovery is that one. Um, talking to myself. Cold wind blows. Won't back down. Won't back down. was on call of duty. Black ops. Zombies, not afraid. Seduction. No love space. Bounce. Cinderella man. 25 to life. Ah, oh, almost famous. Love the way you lie. Ah, they're just all good. You would like um, Relapse, the album before, is also quite good. 
Like a fucking for Christmas. This gift is a curse. Yeah. Oh, man. What a great song. <sighs> Thank you for bringing me back. I got goosebumps. <laughs> Everybody come take my hand. We will walk this road together. Brandon broke his mic. Marshall, he just brings the most out of us. <laughs> All right. Well, Brando, you're back online now after bringing the system down. That's what happens when Matt Stafford and Eminem come together for a Super Bowl. But... You know, I'm not afraid. It, it will forever be a pump-up jam for me. And I, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I didn't listen to it on the way home from Kansas City because... You were afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was afraid. But, you know, in the song, it's just like Bill's fans right now. We'll walk this road together through the storm that by the time this drops, we might have... Between now and our next show, we're supposed to get a massive snowstorm here again. Even though it says cold or warm, it's definitely just cold. Yep. Cold or warm. It's not warm. It's cold. Uh, (laughs) The warm is the fire within our hearts. But just let you know that you're not alone. And holler if you feel that you've been down the same road, right? All of us Buffalo fans are down the same road. So what the dark might get darker before the dawn here with these coaching searches that the Bills have been now struck with because Bobby Johnson, the Buffalo Bills standout offensive line coach is following Brian Dable to New York. Bobby Johnson's very well respected. It's also the most common name in America. Interesting fact about Bobby Johnson, uh, starting at Akron College, then going to Miami of Ohio, which like whoever goes there, but uh, he was the Buffalo Bills. Wait, what? Ben Roethlisberger. Really? He was from Miami of Ohio? Yep. Oh, wow. Isn't that where uh, Ryan at the end of office goes? He says he's going to Miami, but he's just going to Miami, Ohio. <laughs> Something like it sounds that. like a very I, office joke. I think that was it. I can't remember. I haven't seen the finale in but, years. So this, but, he, he's a Mac warrior is what you're saying? Potential. So. Potential. Yeah. yeah. But Bobby Johnson made his way around there and then... For Chan Gailey, he was the assistant offensive line coach for two years from 2010 to 2011. And he made stops in Jacksonville, Detroit, um, which where he was a tight ends coach in Detroit. Also, Oakland Raiders, Indianapolis Colts, Buffalo Bills, New York Giants. So good for him. He's staying in the same role, which is interesting because I feel like you would much rather take a position on this Bills offense. Like you're getting into a Corvette instead of getting into a Saturn. Not that there's anything wrong with an old Saturn Ion or Saturn View, nice, reliable cars. But Daniel Jones, I wouldn't even put him up being a, like he's like a subcompact from that freecreditreport.com commercial. (laughs) Um, But All right. uh, Let's get into our main topic for today. Fixing overtime. I mean, we saw obviously, I mean, we all thought as soon as Kansas City won the, the toss in that game that we're like, oh, geez. Well, now they're going to have to change it because Kansas City is going to win two games in a row on overtime possessions. But they didn't. So my guess is they won't. Which is bad for the case. Yeah, it is. It is. Case. But I would, you know, I'm, I'm glad they lost. I'm glad the Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl. So anyway, this has been a hot topic of discussion. Everyone's been throwing in their ideas. So I figured maybe we could break it down see if we can't put three average minds together and come up with an acceptable overtime format. <laughs> so Pat, we were talking about this earlier. Um, Pat, give us, give us the college overtime rules as it stands now. And let's think about how that would play out in the NFL. Yeah. So um, previously it used to be that, um, well, I mean, 
it still starts that each team um, starts at the 25 yard line, five yards outside of the red zone. Each team has an opportunity to score a touchdown. Then you don't have to worry about the sudden death touchdown rule. Now, if teams keep alternating, it used to be that after the fifth um, trading of touchdowns, then the teams would have to go for two. But now, um, if they trade back and forth two touchdowns between each team, then they have to start going for two instead of kicking extra points. And I mean, I thought it was an all right proposition, but then John said, so I mean, imagine that before you even get to the point where you have to start going for two, you're talking 14 points scored by each each team. And that's 20 points over the the over. And like that, you know, even though that would, and I think it would create some like very exciting, very exciting, you know, stuff because most of the cool shit we see in the NFL happens in the red zone, in my opinion. Oh and, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, you could see like, I don't know how much the NFL takes this into account or even cares, but in effect, if you get a game that goes into overtime, it's going to, it's going to slam the over. I don't know if that, that plays into it at all. The but. NCAA will never change their rules based on betting. So right. they, right. they are all for their higher scoring game. That's what makes them different than the NFL. So that's why they do that. Right. And for me, I like it for college football. I don't like being put on the 25. Uh, I think the easy, easy fix to it is you get the ball. You you don't even have to put a time on it. You can put a time. I would say you get the ball two minutes, two timeouts, 25 yard line, go. And then the next team gets a ball. They have to, they, they play, right? And if they score a touchdown or a field goal, the other team gets it. Same thing, college overtime. You just start at the 25 yard line and then it just goes like that. But I, I like the concept. I like having a full period. If you give me 10 minute quarter as overtime and you just play it like it's a fourth quarter. Yes, but I agree. I like that the most, but the players will never do it because the wear and tear on their bodies of playing a fifth quarter. Um, they have their overtime rules right now because that's what the players agreed upon to get it done faster due to their health and their injuries yeah. being all beat up. But I really like that. If you just combined it, like tweak the NFL and the college, make a hybrid, start the ball at the 30, give them two timeouts, at, the, them, at your own 30. At right? your own 30, you have to not, drive down the field. Not the opponent's 30. And I like having time being a factor, so give them a two-minute drill. I mean, if you really want to make it just like not such an arcade game, don't take, don't make it timed. Make it... You get the ball at the 30, you get to drive. If you score, the other team gets a chance to match. And if they don't, that's it. But you start the ball as a regular kickoff, as a touchback, and you go. And yeah. I think that would be the best way to do it. So... Brandon, you actually, I, I had this idea written down and you almost got it to a, to a T <laughs> like what I had written down. The average brains but, unite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I do like it timed only because, and in this scenario, like people complain about how long overtime is sometime and extending games and length of gameplay and stuff like that. You know, if you've got, as it is, you've got 10 minutes in the regular season. So it's like, if you get two teams that don't score at all or trade vehicles, as of now, and then don't score after that, you have up to a 10 minute quarter. That's almost two thirds of a quarter still. Whereas in this case, you're almost definitely going to end it on the first two possessions. So this is my idea for it. So like you said, each team gets the ball on their own 30 and gets to do a two minute drill. Right. So, and maybe, maybe do two timeouts or three timeouts. You could decide that. I think three is just, it needs to be a little different, right? Three might be be excessive. Yeah. Yeah. So two timeouts is probably good, but anyway, so here's, here's the caveat to it. So 
if you get teams like the Bills and the Chiefs, both teams are going to score touchdowns. Now, I know that's honestly with most overtime games. Also, the other thing that I forgot to mention here is that the team that wins the coin toss as of now is 10 and two in playoff games and seven times. And now I think they're 10 and three or no, no, no they, they went from 10 and one to 10 and two. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Correct. Stat, though. Good. Stat. Yeah. And seven times the winning team scored on their first possession, scored a touchdown. Which that's is how, nuts. That's how the AFC championship ended when Brady went to the Super Bowl again over Patrick that's Mahomes. how the Super Bowl ended. Yeah. And basically, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball in the in overtime for that game. And Brady went and won Super Bowl 10 to 3 in the most boring game of all time. Brady yeah. also came back from 28 to 3. Got the yeah, overtime. The only kick. overtime Super Bowl. My favorite one I'm picturing is sorry, John, to cut you off. I love no, the uh, and Pat will appreciate this. I love the Tebow versus the yeah. Steelers. Right? Yeah, we were big Tebow play. guys. Demarius Thomas, RIP, dude. Yeah, Sanders is on that team too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, continuing with this idea, so you get on your own thirty with two minutes to go and two timeouts. So here's here's the caveat: if you go down and you score a touchdown, you got to do two things, two point afters. So you Go for two and you kick a point after. And then, so you do that so that when the other team, if they score, they have to match whatever you did or beat it. So they could miss the two point conversion and make the point after, or they could make the point after and miss the two point conversion. Interesting. So, so you're you saying that. that they they do both after a touchdown. Do both after the first touchdown. If they both score touchdowns or if yeah. the first team scores a touchdown, because then you, have probably, to, then you have to match. That, that's probably going to like stop. Because I'm looking at a game here. The second highest scoring FBS game of all time is um, from 2017 with the University of Buffalo against Michigan or Western Michigan. And there's seven overtimes game. in this game, man. Yeah, like, I watched this the game, game. started um, 40 to 40 heading into overtime. Or I'm sorry, it started at 31, tied at 31, heading into overtime, and the game ended 71 to 68 after entering overtime tied at 31. So yeah. And I'm saying like, that's that kind of thing would be so counterproductive to what the players want in a short game, what the broadcasters want. And you know, if there's another window after that, they don't want a game going an hour overtime. That's the biggest thing. I think that's the biggest reason why we don't see so much changing. I think that's why any of these changes that we're talking about are only for the playoffs. Well, I think, I think part of this could be only be for the playoffs, but I'm saying like, if you give two teams, two, two minute drills, yeah, and, and make that, them have that to could do potentially both. be shorter than a 10 minute overtime period where you're ending. I mean, every single year we've had at least one or two ties for the last three years in the NFL, Yeah, which I feel like before that we didn't really get that that often before they changed the overtime format really. Cause you know, obviously we had the, the field goal could win it in overtime format. Before. Brandon Staley is giving you the double bird right now for saying that. <laughs> um, right. I like it, but I really, when I play Madden, they come up with these, they're like arcade rules. And that is like one of the modes that you can play where it's like, I think as soon as you make it different from the traditional game, you lose people. So like having, I like the option though, because if that's where the, the men can separate from the boys and the, and the beaches, uh, <laughs> because like if Sean McDermott goes down and he kicks a field goal and big ball, Andy Reed comes down and ties him he can win the game without even thinking about it by getting two yards and a two point conversion, or he can continue the overtime. Right. 
Like he gets to choose. It's not forced. And I like that aspect because a lot of times you don't really, you see it sometimes when a team ties it up at the end of the fourth quarter and they need the extra point to tie, but they go for two to win. And I feel like getting rid of that scenario, right? Make your coach take a side and make him make a stand, make him be conservative or aggressive. And yeah, I think but people that, are in the NFL. You're always going to play for, I mean, people, I mean, it happened this year where the Steelers went for two and, or I'm sorry, the Ravens went for two against the Steelers and didn't get it, but it's pretty rare to, to see that. I'm saying like, if you kick a field goal and match it, you're not going for two after that. Um, oh, also the other wrinkle that I threw into here too, is that extra point becomes a 50 yard extra point. So you're essentially reducing yeah, the, ch- the chances. Of- so your chances of a third possession are extremely low in overtime. So it's like, you're going to have two possessions. You know, you're going to have two, but lowering your chances of having a third possession to almost zero, unless you trade field goals, at which point this is what I'm, this is my next idea. Second one, you give a minute and start them at the 50 or something like that. So less okay. time and closer. So you're reducing, you're getting exponentially less time. So it's not like every single possession is, is going back saying. and forth. So I but, just think the NFL is like, even when they changed the rules recently, they just, it was a simple fix, right? It was one tweak. They don't like change, right? They don't like the change. Right. I mean, as a league, the NFL has changed the rules more often than most leagues would have. Like the game of football has evolved quite a bit. So much. Know, yeah. A two point conversion sounds like a crazy thing to somebody if you brought somebody in from 1965 and said, I'm pretty sure they two had point two point conversions in the 60s. Yeah, but people never did it. Right. Like it was uh, like, a, you have to look that, Pat, can you look that up for me? Yeah, I'm almost certain that they had two point conversions in the 60s. Okay. I don't it's know just, when that rule came in, but I didn't, I don't know if that's been around for forever. That might have been around, might have been around the same time that the goalposts got moved to the back of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, that was cr- so so hazardous. I don't understand that. Like yeah. full speed running middle of the goalpost, like yeah, use them to set a pick. I would totally would do that. I would run a corner route using the route using that as a pick every time. Yeah, well, it's because that that's, they that's the part of the game then. that comes from rugby. Oh no, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, you're right. You're right. When did this, what year did the two point conversion? 94. Come? Yeah. See? Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a college, it's a college thing before that. So yeah. yeah. I, I like the idea that they have to do that, but I really, I really like coaching having to decide that. Like let your coach, let little Doug Marone there, kick a field goal and kick off to his defense and say, you get a stop. We win the game and let a guy like Andy Reed or Bill Belichick or Doug Peterson say, okay, we just scored a touchdown. Let's go up eight and really push the pressure down. Or if we we're down one now, we just score a touchdown. We score six points. Okay. I want to win. I'm going to go for the win. I really, if you're two yards away from a win, you should be able to get it. Like you should have faith in your guys to go be able to get it. Nobody's going to score a touchdown in the first possession of overtime and then go for two unless there's some incentive to do it. Well, that's the whole thing is they, if you get the ball, right. The chiefs, we like you, you score the touchdown knowing that the other team is getting the ball, right? So they score on their two minute drive or whatever it is. I, I like it timed, right? But then I feel like you lose each team gets X amount of time. You get it at the 30, they go down the drive tax, the, the chief score, they go for two because they know that it makes the bills have to go for two, right? You don't have to, but 
you have that concept of, I mean, it's kind of like that unwritten rule, right? It's the game theory rule. If you go for it and you miss, now you, you let up a touchdown, you lose because you can kick the extra point. But if you, if you stop them, you're going to win either way. So it, it really is just putting the extra pressure. And if you're a coach that ties it and you want to be like, yeah, we're not playing for another possession. We want to win the game right now. And you would go do that again because otherwise it's just going to repeat. Right. Like, so to like paraphrase what you boys are saying. So what if we just merge both the ideas and said, all right, each team, if the first possession of overtime, that team scores a touchdown, the other team has a chance to go and score a touchdown, but there's no extra points and you just go for two. Wouldn't that, I mean, that would pretty much give you a, a, a lower chance of having multiple possessions as well. So I don't know. That's I'm true. just saying like when you, here's the other thing too, is we're also thinking about the first team scoring a touchdown and that's not always the case. So sure. it's most often that the first team kicks a field goal. And so honestly, if you're stop, though, right now that's because teams play for the field goal. You're not going to go yeah. for it on, on, on fourth down. Or maybe maybe in overtime you just make it that you can't kick field goals. You're not allowed to kick field goals. Oh, dude, that would be you first, can't kick field goals and you have to go for two. <laughs> yeah, like on the first two possessions, and after that, if if both teams have possessed the ball, you can well, kick that's a field what, goal. But that's the next thing is if if you get a stop on defense and you only allow three, then it's just regular rules. If they score a touchdown, it's over. If they tie it, that's all I think. We really just got to get past these two possessions. Like if we can get these two possessions done, where each guy gets a ball. It's timed. It's whatever, because I hate when they run the ball coming into overtime. It's like you just lit up the scoreboard in your two minute drill twice. And now you're going to hand it off like Singletary's yeah. first handoff in that Tampa game. It was like, ah, um, well, but, that's what I'm saying. Like you want, you want time, right? Yeah. I like the time and you want to play it like regular football. Yep. No, not too arcadey. Right. You don't want, that's where they, that's where you lose. And you, we forget that there's still a lot of people born in 1960 and older that watch the game. That's the thing It's like, we're not there yet. I mean, again, this is all speculative as well, because we know that the NFL isn't going to make drastic changes. If anything, what they're going to do is all they're going to do is change it from both teams have to possess the ball in overtime. And that's 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 the rule. That's that's all that they're going to do, probably. If if anything, which is fine, because that solves the problem of, okay, the greatest player on the field didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. Because There's that's no happened before. There. That's happened yeah. with Manning versus Brady. That happened with Mahomes versus Brady. And now it's happened with Allen versus Mahomes. So. Roethlisberger versus Tebow. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean... like Tim had the Lord on his side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I just... I think that there's a hybrid here that would work. And, and making both players possess the ball, that's great. Uh, I like Good having a two-minute drive. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of ideas floating around about how the coin toss should happen, like whether overtime possession first should be determined by home fields or the first coin toss. You only have one coin toss and you uh, get to defer. That's true. To the, but that's true. the way that that works out is just like, it's silly though, because when you start a game, you shouldn't, you're not going to make a decision based on the, the, the possibility of overtime. I mean, the odds of overtime happening, it, it doesn't happen as often as you think. So no one would play for overtime and it'd just be a, it'd just be the loser of the coin toss, basically. Yeah. So. Interesting. But. Even my grandma made a comment about the coin toss. She's like, are we sure about that coin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for real. 
But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like with those stats, those playoff stats, you know, the winner of the coin toss wins it like 90% of the time that you got it. You got to make a change there because you're, you're bringing a game down to a coin flip at that point. The, the caveat about that rule is that's only in the playoffs in the regular season. It's like almost 500 winning percentage each side. Yeah. Between I mean, coin toss winners and losers. So that's why it's crazy. Your law of averages of, of average teams and average quarterbacks brings it back down to zero in the playoffs. You have, you have elite quarterback play and that's, that's the difference there. And you so. saw that in the Niners Rams game, Jimmy G's got the ball 75 yards to go. Needs a score incompletion sack pick, right? Every other quarterback has driven in a fourth quarter comeback in the playoffs, right? Joe Burrow did it. Pat Mahomes did it. Josh Allen did it twice. Uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford's done it twice now. And uh, the big boys come to play in, in December and January and February. And uh, I think the more stress on that aspect of the game, the better. And that's why I like the two minute drive in overtime, right? You get, just get the ball. You get two minutes. What happens, happens. Yeah. Play four minute quarter. Do it. Just do that. Like make it easy. I still like the... I still like that. You have to go to go for two and kick a 50 yard extra point. And I was actually, I was thinking about this too. And I don't think that they should do this because it'd be the equivalent of an NHL shootout, which is not that cool either. Goal contest. Exactly. Where you just start <laughs> after if, so say both teams score touchdowns, both teams convert both two point conversions and both teams make the 50 yard extra point, start trading field goals back and forth and keep moving back five. Yards I can do each it from time. 60. What about different you? players <laughs> kick PATs though, too? Oh my God. That would be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it yeah. should just be like pig bro with the horse or with, with the horse pig or horse. It should be pig with the kickers. Tyler Bass sets up from 65. All right. All right, Bucker. Here's 65. I can do it. Can you? Like, <laughs> exactly. Call your shot. And Bucker's, but Bucker goes like from the three yard line, but it's all the way to the left hash. And he's yeah. like, okay, I can kick from here. You do it, Tyler Bass. Like, you know, it's just. Yeah. Do you really want Justin Tucker to win every overtime game for the Reeves? Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's interesting because every league is kind of in a dilemma. They've all changed a little bit. Baseball puts the runner on second now. NHL changed from. Four on four to three on three with Wait, the shootout. Wait, baseball puts a runner on second for extra innings, bro. Yeah, in regular season, yeah. Yep. Rude. Um, but you know, the tried and true game that has the best overtime rules: beer pong. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you're right. Beer pong. It really is. Beer it pong. really does, man. Like, come on. You know, again, take Josh again, that, that's, that's because you you can just keep matching each other exactly. if you need to. You get the opportunity to win. Yeah. Even when you're down to your last guy in your life. Those shot. are some crazy quotes, boys. We're going to have to uh, put those in gold. Beer pong, <laughs> best overtime rules. Brandon Habermas. It's not 2022. wrong. Not wrong. All right. Well, we got to get a break in real quick. Uh, we're way over time. So we'll be right back with. Uh, overtime. <laughs> yeah, uh, overtime. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, we got a new segment for you guys. So stick around. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So we got we got a new segment for you guys. Pat is going to we're going to be rotating some some segments here on the back half of the show uh, going forward in the off season to keep things fresh. But Pat's got a couple of quotes for us. Um, he's gonna he's gonna read the quotes, and Brandon and I are gonna try to guess who said it. This is all NFL related, so said by NFL personalities. And uh, if if we can't get it, then we'll start asking him for hints. So Pat, what you got? All right, in a this week's uh, quotes my goats segment. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think that this first quote, fittingly enough, one of my favorite NFL players of all time, um, very spiritual person, someone that's even spoken on the Bill Maher show, someone that Mike Ditka basically ruined his entire coaching career in New Orleans for. Um, but anyways, this uh, former Heisman Trophy winner for the University of Texas once said, I got high and I forgot I wasn't supposed to get high. Who do you think said that? John, you guess. Oh God, this has got to be a really old player because Mike Ditka, I mean, how long is, and you said New Orleans too. Mike Ditka was coach of the uh, 85 Bears. It's post Bears. Way post Bears. -bears. Way post Bears. Okay. I I know. So I'm going to let John go. So New Orleans Saints player from the late 90s. (laughs) He played on an AFC East team as well, but I don't want to give That's too a big much. hint, man. That's a big hint. That's a big oh, hint. God. Probably one of my all-time favorite. I had his jersey at age like six when my dad oh, took did? a tour to Dude, the city. I, yeah. Oh, man. I wish you still had that. I'd buy that off you. Yo, hanging we've on, talked about this wall. before. It's like a size eight youth. Like It would <laughs> fit like a four-year-old. Oh, shoot. I'm trying to remember now. John, I if I, I there's one more hint. I won't tell you, but it, it would give it away because it's like a historic stat. It's yeah. a historic way of acquiring a player is what I'm going to say. Yes. Oh, is there this a guy? Did they trade all their draft picks? Well, they is traded three first rounders. Oh, okay. To who move up the, in the draft. Hey, sorry. I don't want to get too far off the main topic here, but who was the player who got traded all seven draft picks for? That's It's the guy. It's it is the guy. guy. <laughs> yes. He's also the guy who him Did, and Ronnie Brown basically started the Wildcat. Oh, that's game. You know it. John, you got to know it now. If you don't, oh, 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 gosh, I didn't think we were going that recent. Um, this is the number one. He played for the Batavia Muck Dogs. Um, yes, he's on Bill Maher. He's a, he's a guest commentator on Bill Maher. Oh God, why can't I even spent think? time in Tibet with monks instead of playing his NFL contract? Ricky, yes, Ricky, Ricky. Williams. There we go, Ricky yeah. Williams, dude. Yeah, okay. Ricky Williams, Gosh. one of my favorite NFL players. That man. was I painful. Love Ricky. That I'm was sorry. a good was, one, Pat. I was thinking like '90s. I had 
I didn't he know. He played Did, in the 90s. Like I know. 90s I know. and 2000s. Gotcha. I didn't know how long Mike Ditka stuck around. Yeah. But no, that you, weird? Knew, you knew I was dialed in with you, buddy. Yeah. All right. So Brando, I'm going to give Brando you this one. one. Jonathan zero. <laughs> All right. So this is this is by a this is a quote by a player I absolutely hate. Probably the most hated player in the NFL. And for good reason. Just a very hateable person. But anyways, hateable just, in like current NFL? Uh, I, I can't really or, tell you. But okay, okay. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say that if I tell you, I have to kill you. If I if I if I tell you, I have to kill you. But let's just say, if I saw this person in real life, I'd probably punch them in the throat. But <laughs> anyways, um, upon upon getting a um, trade request fulfilled, this individual said, "I'm gonna ask for so much money, they have to put me on layaway." I remember this. Very but hateable you, you, dude. You already know this, Brandon? There's like one of two players it could be. I'm going to ask for so much money, they'll have to put me on layaway. Um, is it Antonio Brown? No. Let's say um, Doug Marone was at the heart of this conflict. Oh. Oh. Oh, I know who it is. Brandon, do you know? Can I guess? Yeah. Yes. If Doug Marone's at the center of this, they got rid of him, right? They did trade he's, him. He's playing in the Super Bowl now, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, okay. I know who it is. Okay. Leonard for or it's not Leonard Fournette. Um, nope. Nope. You're close. Oh my God. Oh my God. Really trash Josh Allen and then got his ass whooped two years ago. GQ in a row, magazine man. called Josh Allen trash. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, nice. boys. I got one more for you. All right. That was a good one, Pat. That was a good one. So I'm going to read it to you in this person's voice. When you're rich, you don't write checks. Straight cash, homie. Okay, I don't know who it is. I saw you <laughs> plugging your nose and I thought it when, was... When you're rich, you don't write checks. Straight cash, homie. Jerry Jones. No. <laughs> that's that's a good guess, though. Let's say uh, this person played for the Marshall Thundering Herd. You guys don't know college football, though, so that's not like no. a big hint. A but, little uh, bit. He's like one of two famous people ever to go there. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I don't. Go ahead, Brandon. Randy Moss. It's Randy from Rand, West Virginia over <laughs> here. He played high school basketball with yep. Vanilla Thunder, yep. Jason Williams. Did you watch the documentary? Yeah. Rand University, yep. dude. Yep. Great. Yep. Great. Randy Moss actually sat in a jail cell for six months and then upon not exercising at all, ran a four two five forty. True story. And um, he, Marshall was not his first school. Nope. He went to Notre Dame and then Florida state. And yep. after getting kicked out of both. Um, yep. Good as hell. Yeah, good as hell. Real good. <laughs> in college. Yeah. Real good. Do you guys want one more? I think we've been, we got it. Yeah. We're going to have to save that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like this segment. Though. I do. I, do. I, like it. I like I've it. been pulling out some fire quotes for you boys. The Ricky Williams one, man. I, you got to yeah. love Ricky, man. I used to potty. Well, also announcement to our schedule. Uh, we're changing it up just a little bit um, because uh, a lot of the guys in Buffalo rumblings take some time off in the off season. We also and have so, to say because Anthony Marino is a great also because baller. Anthony Marino is, <laughs> is literally the best person in the world. He, he might very well be. Um, but anyway, so we're going to be releasing on Wednesdays at 1201 AM. So the Wednesday mornings, the pot will be out and on Fridays at 8 AM. So look for 
us to come out on Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings. So now we'll be getting to you a little bit sooner so you can listen to us on your morning commute and not just your afternoon commute. So keep an eye out for those. That'll be the schedule between now and the draft. Um, but yeah, so we'll do it. Yeah. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at not buff podcast, tweet us your thoughts, concerns, uh, feel free oh, yeah. to leave a review on Apple podcasts. You're guaranteed to get a shout out if you do that. <laughs> so good or bad, <laughs> but yeah, nice. big time shout out to my boss, MJ. Thank you for listening. If you made it all the way through, God bless you. You're a patient woman. Um, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Remember bills fans for all of those who look down on us, we'll be tearing down their balconies. Whether he's on salary or paid hourly, Pat Mahomes will bow out or his <laughs> bows out of him. Whichever comes first, for better or, for worse. Better or worse. We're married, married to Josh to Allen like a f you for Arrowhead. This gives us the curse. Forget the earth because we're going to not swear right there. Um, because we're, Andy Reid, you're a giant sure. <laughs> we're going to walk this road together, guys. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. That's funny. <laughs> uh, through our storms, listen in. When you have a snow day and stay nice and warm, you're not alone. Holler if you ever end up down the same same road. road. Mic drop. (laughs) All right. Catch us Friday. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.